Hi, you guys. Welcome. Um, I think you, everyone here knows me, but I'll still give a brief introduction. My name is Chloe Bellatori. I'm a relationship and communication expert. I'm a graduate of Princeton University and Pat Allen's Want Institute. Um, if you don't know Pat Allen, she mentored me and she's kind of famous in the LA Orange County area. She also mentored Patty Stanger of Millionaire Matchmakers. She mentored Marianne Williamson. She's about in her 80s now. So she's mostly retired. Um, but she mentored me and she I used the tools that I learned from her. Uh, transactional analysis is created by Eric Byrne of Androgynous Semantic Realignment, at, which is her doctoral work. And I also use tools that I created because I've been doing this work over a decade now. It's crazy. Um, I've also written three books on this work and I'm working on my fourth. So if you're not on my email list, shoot me your email um, and then you will be apprised of when that will be coming out because it's going to be soon, hopefully before the end of this year. This one's been um, a really intense write. It's called Daddy Issues, Mommy Issues, and it's geared towards women, but I think men and women will be able to get a lot out of it. My first book, How to Live, it really has the basics of this work. So if that's what you're interested in, that's a good one. I'm going to put my credentials here. I This is going to be our last meetup for this year. Um, I am planning on coming back next year and maybe I'll have some different offerings or maybe we'll be doing this group still. Um, we'll see. I But I'm, you know, plan to be around I will be working though through the holidays. So I put in my website and my Instagram. You can reach out to me there if you have a need. Um, the holidays can be a really triggering time. And so I ask people to be kind to themselves, cherish their feelings, respect their thoughts, and try not to do things that you don't want to do. Okay. Because that's kind of a recipe for disaster. Okay, so what are, what are we talking about here? Why are we here? My specialty is dating and relationships. And when we talk about relationships, the most successful relationships are those that are balanced between feminine energy and masculine energy, okay? And we've often become imbalanced in our relationships as a result of childhood trauma, whether that's trauma with a big T or a small T, most people have encountered some kind of trauma in childhood. And that's basically what happens to us between the ages of zero to 12. Those are when most of our critical development windows are. So that's the time that the things that occur have greater power over us, greater valence than things that happen later in life because we're still developing our brains. Um, Freud said <laughs> from zero to 12, that's your life. And the rest of the time, you're really just getting over that. Now, it's kind of a dark view. We now know um, that Freud was right, that those are critical years but the brain can change. It's not fixed. So even if you've had a significant amount of trauma, there is still hope. Okay. 
God enters through the wound. So while many of us have gone through hard things in our childhood, um, this is the way that we learn. This is the way that we change. This is the way that we grow, right? The brain rewires itself on pain, not pleasure. And most of us have to be in a significant amount of pain to make a change. Um, so the other thing is that most artists um, have a big wound. So you can comfort yourself with that. Look, every success here has a shadow side. Every catastrophe has a silver lining. We live in this universe based in duality, which is epitomized by the yin-yang symbol, right? Um, yin being feminine energy and yang being masculine energy. And it's this balance of masculine and feminine feminine energy within us and within our relationships that leads to greater consciousness. And that's Carl Jung's work. Carl Jung defines consciousness as that balance between feminine and masculine energy. Okay. So what's feminine? What's masculine? Feminine is the right side of the brain, right? We all have, we're all feminine and we're all masculine. I recently saw there's a film on netflix right now a documentary about the twin flame universe which i don't necessarily want to boost their signal but i do think it was absolutely crazy and one of the things that they say in there what i guess is being at least portrayed as a cult um is that you have to decide with whether you're one or the other and they in that in that organization they actually force you into one or the other but the truth there that's wrong it's confusing because some of the language is similar but um once you start really listening i think that you can hear a lot of differences and nuances um so all of us are feminine and masculine okay and we have this feminine side, which is the right hemisphere of the brain, which is the side of the brain that is feeling, that is passive, patient, vulnerable, the world of magic, of, of spirituality, of sensuality, of sexuality, uh, receiving. These are all yin qualities. Um, and then we have the left side of the brain, which is linear thinking, logical thought, right? This is the side that most of us are in when we're at work because it's the world of ideas. It's competitive, conquering, controlling. We This is um, the world of giving, taking care of, nurturing, okay? And so we have these, both of us, the all of us, these, these two sides um, in ourselves, in our brains. And bringing these sides into balance and aligning which with what is our authentic energy in the moment is really the artistry of doing this work. Oops. Okay. Um, so that's what we work on here. Um, if it sounds a little abstract, that's okay. It takes a lot of repetition to start to understand this stuff, but I will say that I never have seen results like I do when people start to do this work. This work is very practical. I give homework. Um, you will see change. It's not a painless process. 
Life itself is not a painless process. So we can either choose the productive pain of change or we can choose the pain of change needing to take place. So the pain of stagnation. Um, and once you sort of get a taste for this work and a taste of what it feels like to be your authentic self, you never really want to lose that. And that's what I hope to achieve with all of these groups is that you guys touch your authentic selves and begin to align with that. Of course, get find your person, get into a happy relationship. I want that for you all too. And most healing is done through relationships, okay? If you've had bad relationships, the irony is, well, you to heal, you have to go try it again, right? <laughs> try to have a good relationship. But using these tools and understanding this rubric, difference between feminine and masculine, using supportive complementary languaging, using the stroke and stand that I teach, um, I teach this work in more depth as you guys, some of you guys know, um, a few times a year. And I put that in the chat too. So those are the module packages and we'll be starting that up next year as well. And I'm really excited about um, offering you guys this, continuing to offer you guys this stuff and also to be offering things in, in new formats and packages as well. So that's my spiel. Now, my favorite part is always hearing from you and hearing your questions. You can ask me about dating. You can ask me about relationships. You can communication questions about my offerings, books. I also put up stuff on uh, Instagram and TikTok um, pretty much every day. I might take a break over the holidays, but there's a lot there if you want to explore that. Um I know for me, once I started learning about this work and I saw the changes that it could affect, and I really have seen tremendous transformations in myself, but also other people. Um, I just wanted to learn more about it. I just wanted to dive as deep as possible into it because I could tell there was some secret sauce there. And, um, you know, some psychologists think this work is very dangerous because if it gets in the wrong hands, it can't, it's very powerful. Um, but you guys know that if I suspect that, I will not work with people who I think are using this work for ill. Okay, that said, I'm ready to take your questions. If anyone has any questions tonight, Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Hi, Chloe. Um, so glad to be back. Um, yeah, so I was wondering, um, I, you know... I've been kind of reading up on attachment and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like it, I fit fearful avoidant attachment really well. Mm -hmm. I have this issue where I try to like put myself out there. Um, and I guess um, I'm pretty strongly in the feminine energy side of things um, for context. Good. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I try to put myself out there. Um you know, whether in-person groups or dating apps. Um, but I have this thing where I tend to, probably because of, you know, childhood trauma issues, um, I tend to like go towards men who are also very feminine energy, um, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. very safe, very empathetic, uh -huh. kind of like me. <laughs> so we're kind of, we end up becoming good friends friends yeah. yeah it's hard to have chemistry when you're both on the same energy that's more of a friendship yeah and but then if there are 
more masculine energy guys who either ask me out or whatever or show interest I like freak out internally and it just I don't know it just scares me a right. lot um was your father a rager a, a rager yeah oh uh, yeah okay you know yeah. he was prone I mean by that he was prone to raging yeah just okay yeah. so because so of that you're gonna be a little prejudiced against anyone that reminds you of your dad right yeah um well and and they could be perfectly nice like polite like but if they show like romantic or sexual interest and they kind of go for the hunt supposedly right I, like i just withdraw like crazy okay. and then oh she's not interested Right. Right. If you reject a man, you know, sometimes you see in movies, girls rejecting guys over and over and they keep trying. That's not reality. If no. you reject a guy, he usually goes away. Um. Okay. So first of all, because these men remind you of your dad, you're going to have to bring a lot of awareness to the situation when it's happening right. that it is not your dad. Right. Or maybe it is. But you have to look at the person. You have to not just assume. I had the same thing as you. Mm -hmm. And I still find sometimes that I prejudice against people who remind me of my dad, who was also a rager. And even his physical characteristics. I recently had to really examine that, actually, because my I have a extended relative who is not my dad, but he reminds me of my dad. But he's not my dad. So I can't, you know, I want to be fair. I want to be honest and I don't want to conflate him with my dad. So part of it is looking at the qualities that these men um, express and seeing if they are, in fact, ragers like your dad or if they're just masculine. Right. There is a difference. And the main difference is masculine men who are respectable mm -hmm. will still lead you control you but they will ask you about your feelings they will cherish your feelings bullies don't care about your feelings and they do whatever they want to you okay so yeah. there is a big difference there um That's it may sound kind of nuanced, but that's what I want you to really look at when you're seeing some of these more masculine men. See if they are cherishing. See if they are caretaking. Do they open the door for you? Do they ask you how you feel? Do they put their jacket around you? Okay, so these are things that will sh be little signs that show you, hey, maybe this guy is a kind masculine man as opposed to a bully right mm -hmm. um yeah. if if the other thing, really big thing to look at is do their deeds and words line up so if you're looking to date a guy and he's masculine and he says he'll pick you up at seven and he picks you up at eight that's mm -hmm. not that's a red flag right especially yeah. if he doesn't reach out um, even I've had, I recently had a client who was seeing a guy and then suddenly he couldn't even show up for like appointed phone call times, right? That's a bad <laughs> sign. Yeah. 
So looking to see if their words and deeds line up, that'll help you start to desensitize. Now, I also want to give you a little warning about feminine men. Some feminine men can be great and they could be great friends for you. But some feminine men are very manipulative. And sometimes that's a little bit more insidious because it's not a bully. They try to seduce you with tears and guilt. So the three ways to communicate, according to Eric Byrne, is bullying with intimidation or fear, which was like your father. Seducing with guilt and tears, which is the, it, which is basically coming from the feminine energy, Right. But it's also similarly um, disrespectful. So it's similarly one-sided or negotiating with love. And that's what I teach. And that's why I always say, as you know, what do you want more? Your feelings cherished or your thoughts respected? We all want both, but we alternate. We use that supportive languaging to support the equity in the relationship and to keep the chemistry alive. Too much focus is put on equality. What we really want to look at is equity. Equality is great in the workplace. And I really want women to finally get paid as much as men get paid for the same work. Right. But that doesn't, trans has no direct translation into my romantic or personal life in my romantic life i like to be taken care of i like you want to be in the feminine energy that means i have to learn to step step back and receive from a masculine man and sometimes it is triggering because if it hits on the notes from my childhood i'll start you know i'll i'll start mm -hmm. to feel that but then I have to bring a lot of awareness you know I've been married over 20 years if my husband adopts a certain tone of voice with me sometimes if it hits me at the right moment I'll want to start crying even though I know he loves me and has shown me that through number of actions over the years right <laughs> um there still will be moments you know Nobody can be there for you 100% of the time. Nobody's reaction is going to be exactly what you want 100% of the time, right? Right. There's still going to be those moments. And we are often triggered mostly in our intimate relationships. So you're ironically or paradoxically, you're going to be bringing your masculine analytical side to start um, looking at the interactions or transactions you're having with more masculine men and to try to determine whether or not they are cherishing and and respectable for you today does that make sense yeah yeah and I guess that's kind of the second part of my question or issue mm -hmm. is that I'm pretty good at like reading people because I kind of had to do that when I was a kid right so I I think I I think at this point I've been able to filter out the bad basically good um, i've never had any like toxic issues or relationships but um the problem is i think i i'm filtering out the good as well because i'm turning right. yellow flags into red flags because because you're know. scared yeah yeah okay and so those are the moments that we have to look at and bring a lot of awareness to because those are the moments in which your decision making is falling back into your old pattern and to people are patterns and to change those patterns, we have to bring so much awareness to them. And then we have to take a counteraction. Mm -hmm. So once you're aware, oh, 
I'm doing it again. This is actually a nice guy, but ah, he reminds me of my dad. I can't, you know, block or whatever. That's the moment that we just need to stop and slow down. And even if you can't change your behavior right away, okay, well, I'm going to reject him anyway, but I know that this, this guy was, was kind had some potential, but I'm going to reject him because I'm too scared. After a while, you will get tired of yourself doing that and you will to make a change. And you sounds like you're pretty close to that point now. So when it starts to happen and you feel that trigger, and a lot of times, especially women, we feel it in our bodies before we can know it in our minds, right? Something starts to happen. You, oh, you feel that surge of cortisol or your heart starts beating fast. Like everybody's a little different for me. Sometimes I'll start sweating. I'll get really hot. Um, once you feel that you go, oh, here we hit something, you know, this is something I need to pay attention to. And then try to bring awareness to it so that you don't make the same decisions because you have to, if you want things to change, you have to start making different decisions. You have to start trying new things and new people. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be gradual and it's going to be incremental. And that's why I always say celebrate your wins, no matter how small, because every big win is made up of a bunch of small wins. Um, yep. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just agreeing. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's basically that's what your work is to do. When you find one of these masculine guys you're interested in, you know, try to hang on, try to use that your own masculine side to cherish your feminine side and analyze whether or not this guy is going to be aligned with that. Okay. And it will get easier. Yeah, I I think I'm making like some progress um but it's always helpful to hear your thoughts on things so good oh i'm happy to hear that yeah and you know it's you you know make sure you're you know you're doing your duty dating you're doing your flirting um you know in the beginning some triggers are really raw but as you continue to take counteractions like I said, it, that will be a foundation and then that will build your confidence up so that you don't feel so kind of blindsided or helpless when you are approached by a masculine man. Mm-hmm. Does, that, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. Okay. Well, let Thank me know you. how it goes. I hear, I, I love to hear your guys' progress and your updates. Thank you. Yeah. For sharing. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, Sophia. Hey, um, I've been exploring the topic of masculinity and femininity um, for the past few meetings I've been coming, and I think I'm realizing that during the day I'm masculine and at night I'm feminine. Yeah, and, that makes sense because you're working. Yeah. Uh-huh, and at night my feelings towards, like, certain people that I'm dating changes, so, like... um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know there's this dude I'm not really like super interested in dating for real seriously but um I'm open to whatever if things go well um and there's this dude that I met at my church and he like brought me some Oreos from the other side of the room and I was just like oh <laughs> this guy's masculine yeah yeah I've never been able to attract masculine men because when I'm outside in public, I'm, I'm being in my masculine energy. Um, and yeah, 
then he offered to fix my crib and now I think I'm getting like a little bit too like woo woo about like wow I finally attracted a masculine guy but he's a little bit clingy I think or like a little bit like overly accommodating and I'm just like I don't know trying to like figure out like what's like a guy trying to be um like what is it called a little bit toxic versus like if that's just a masculine man who's being overly accommodating and nice (laughs) right 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 right. yeah like love bombing right okay well I mean you know you're only gonna know something like that over time so far it sounds really nice like he wants to help you and he wants to you know feed you and those things are both really good signs um you know you've been to this group enough to know that you know men are suffering right now because they don't know how to act a lot of this generation's men and a little older have discovered that the things that they learned from their fathers don't apply anymore right Mm -hmm. you can't talk to a woman look at i mean i'm i'm old i'm sure i'm older than you well yeah i know i'm older than you (laughs) but um you know the same thing has happened to men in my generation you know so it's um it's a confusing time for men i think if he's being nice to you you know accept it receive it you're not used to it Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for you know it's sometimes just the act of someone being nice to you makes you suspicious because you're not used to it right it's questionable yeah. you have to desensitize to joy and that's really one of the biggest parts about healing trauma we're okay when the stuff is crap right when things are going horribly we're used to that we know how to handle yeah. but how do you sensitize to joy how do you receive how do you learn to let down when even the simple act of relaxing is triggering in itself and like I said Mm -hmm. to um, Cindy you know it's a gradual process so it's a gradual process of desensitization I like you receiving from him I like you accepting his help you don't need to cherish his feelings So if you feel uncomfortable, you can say no, Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, try to try to receive and see how it goes. You know, it's different than having a relationship that's based on a trauma bond. There's a lot of excitement in the chemistry when you find someone that fits your scripts, which is the name basically for the coping mechanisms we go more into Mm -hmm. this in the modules but it's the name for the coping mechanisms and the narrative we develop when we're in the critical window of zero to 12 so when you find someone that fits your scripts that fits your traumas you can sometimes develop an insane chemistry because those people become stand-ins for the people in your childhood and when you're in a healthy relationship, you won't necessarily have the same chemistry. It'll feel a little less like a roller coaster, a little more like the bumper cars there. You know, you're cruising along. There will be some bumps. There will definitely be conflicts, but it's not going to be that up and down. And so mm-hmm. that does take a moment to adjust to. I often have clients who they start dating, dating nights men. They can't believe the men 
when they're being nice to them and giving them compliments. It's like, am I supposed to believe that? You know, yeah, it almost feels like too good to be true. It's like I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, when is he gonna try to corner me? Like, he wanted to come over to my house to fix the crib, and I'm actually bringing here. I'm bringing the crib to the church because I don't want a guy that I haven't ever been on date with in my house. Good. So I'm <laughs> lifting heavens and earth, quite literally, to put this like <laughs> five foot crib in my car that weighs like fifty pounds. Um. <laughs> Everything has to be from a lens of like, I have kids now, so I got to yes. keep my kids safe. I don't want somebody coming into my house and who knows, you know? Yes. Very important. And obviously take those kinds of precautions. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I sounds promising. I like where this is headed. So let's see. Yeah. Now you only need two more guys in the mix. Three guys <laughs> okay. stay. Because I always yeah. recommend, because until you're in a relationship, you don't want to get overcommitted on one guy. Mm-hmm. And so that's why. I, I find it, Yeah, I find it better um, to get less attached to somebody if I'm dating multiple people at a time. Exactly. Exactly. And if it's two people, it's either or, you know, three people tends to be kind of the the, the perfect. Or Magic number. A good number. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, I hope that helps. Yeah. Thank you for the perspective. You are so welcome. Good luck. And I I look forward Mm -hmm. to your update. Yeah. Okay. Kiara. Hey, Chloe, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. How can I help you? Yeah. So I wanted to um, ask you a couple questions one about your services and then the other one kind of going off of what Sophia was saying and what um Cindy and I were saying in the chat because I kind of have like a similar thing when it comes to uh like the last dating scenario that I had I couldn't like I couldn't tell if the person was a genuine genuine nice person or they were trying to like love bomb me and um I just I just really couldn't tell And I guess kind of, do you agree with what kind of like what Cindy and I were saying is that, is it just time to see if it's love bombing? Like, are there there signs? What's love bombing? Yeah. I mean, look, good psychopath, good sociopath can fool you for six, nine, maybe nine months, maybe up to a year. But eventually you're going to be able to find it out. Nobody can keep it up for that long, you know? So, you know, absolutely, you know, be safe and be, you know, I don't want you guys, you know, I think what Sophia is doing, bringing it to the church, although it's good, you know, you already have people at the church who know him, you know, another alternative could be to have your mom in the house or somebody else there. Right. There's There's a bunch of, you know, little things you can do, you know, when you go on dates, make sure somebody knows where you're at, or maybe right. somebody comes up and says, Oh, Hey, I didn't, you know, I didn't know I'd be running into you. I remember when yeah. I was dating, I, that happened to me a bunch of times. Some, some, one of the guy's friends showed up just to make sure that the date was going. Okay. I don't know. Wow. That's really nice. <laughs> right. So, um, wait, wait, it was, it was his friend or your friend? No, his friend. Oh, oh, he did it to wow. me. I don't know. Oh, why. I thought that so someone weird. did that for you. Wow. Yeah, I think he was, <laughs> I think he was worried he would be like bored and he would need an out or something. Oh I my don't God. Know. 
but you know, people are doing all this stuff, you know, it takes yeah. a minute to get to know somebody. So, you know, put the safeguards that you want to put in place, but don't let that prevent you from getting to know somebody. Yeah. Um, and, and that kind of was my thing too, because it, I kept going back and forth in my head and I would say like, I'm going to be vulnerable. And then I would say, no, I'm not because I need to protect myself. So I would just go back and forth. And um, I, now I'm thinking like based off what I've learned, like with the feminine, fe- fem, yeah, feminine and masculine, like, because vulnerability is part of being feminine, right? It's the biggest part. Yeah. Right. So it's like, and that's the thing I will always do. Like, I would always like try not even with dating people, but even on apps, I would just be like, oh, I could tell they just want one thing. So I would be like, not vulnerable at all. Like, oh, haha, I got you before you got me. And I'm realizing like, I have to be vulnerable and really just kind of like, not be, because I don't know, for some reason, I associated vulnerable with being like naive, or being taken advantage of. So I'm just kind of like still working through what does like being vulnerable versus like being you know, naive or right, taking advantage letting someone exactly, right. exactly. So that's you know, that's I'm glad you brought that up. This is you know, that's w- where your work is. That's where your script is. You know, right. obviously, at a young age, you were you learned, as did I. Yeah, that being vulnerable, especially to a man, was a bad idea. Yes, yes, so true. You know, um, you know, if you grew up in any with any kind of abuse be it emotional or physical or whatever you learned that it was a you know that's your coping mechanism that it was a matter of your survival for some yes. to hide our vulnerability and to be tough and to be the one first to reject and to be that now I, the I, paradox the irony is is that to heal that and going forward in your relationships if you want to be in the feminine you absolutely need to be vulnerable and people yeah. especially women who've been abused that's the first thing we want to do is make ourselves vulnerable yes exactly and, and you know it's just that but you have to recognize now you're not a little kid anymore right grown up you can take care of yourself. That doesn't mean you will never be hurt again. You will still be hurt. And maybe even if you get married and you're living very happily, there will still be moments where your partner will hurt you, right? Right, right. But it won't be the life or death situation that it was when you were a kid, when you needed exactly. that person to take care of you because you were a child and human children can't exist on their own, right? Exactly. I tried such it a, myself. That's a good point. Yeah, such a good point. Such a good connection to make for me. Um, so that kind of leads into my next question. So, um, I had emailed you and we kind of chatted a little bit about um your the increments of time. So yes, um, is the time into um what I want to accomplish or what I kind of want to work on? Is I mean, I guess we're talking like a little bit. You kind of know a little bit about me, but is that included in the in the actual um? time or the session or is that like a pre-screening um, no we we'll just talk that... about it in the session so okay it's really driven by whatever you want you know i mean sometimes i already know you so you know but sometimes people want to take like a whole hour session and not let and not have me talk they just want to tell me stuff right so you know that's that person's prerogative if that's what they want to do um 
you know me already from this group. I don't need right. a ton of information. Right. You can tell me your problem and we'll we'll figure out what we need to know. So I'm okay. very results oriented. I'm very solution oriented. I try to, even people who've only been to this group once, if I've worked with them, you know, I try to like get, I try to get that as much as I can in the first sessions, you know, right. I don't know well, next time I'll see you, if I'll ever see you again, you know, life right. is strange. Um, So, you know, that's the way that I work. So that's why I'm able to book sometimes in shorter segments. So basically the way it works is, you know, for the first session, now you're already in this group, so we might not need as much time for the first session. Usually for the first session, we need an hour, at least a half an hour, and then we can move into like shorter increments but for okay. you since you already know me I that's why I said you if you wanted to book 15 minutes that would be fine okay if you ended up being like you know sometimes I talk I I usually don't set up standing appointments for people but I will if they if there's a reason or a rationale to do it like we want I once did it for one of my clients who was dating a guy who had cheated on her so she wanted mm -hmm part of the requirement for him getting back in her life was that he see me every two weeks and we do check-ins on certain things um so we i'm I, sorry I, chloe what do you mean by standing appointment i'm not familiar with that term <clears throat> sorry oh, okay so a lot of times when people go to like traditional emotive therapy it's about uh -huh. i'll see you every friday at three right okay so that would be a standing appointment oh okay like a i usually don't do that because i Got like you part of the therapeutic process working with me is that you come to me asking for help. Right. That's the first step. That's very important. So um, I usually just wait until people need me and they reach out and then we set things Got up. It. If that's like, if you were a regular client and we were having a lot of sessions, then, you know, for people, some people really use me, you know what I'm saying? Like they want, to check in about this text and this question and this phone call. And so for my regular, regular clients, they will like text me during the day or they'll call and they'll do short, even shorter than 15 minutes. And it's kind of, it is kind of taxing, but I still do it because I do want to be there for people when they need me. So, you know, if you're a regular client, I'll even do like shorter am amounts of time and then I'll add those up and Usually I take payment in advance, but if I don't, if you need me and you need to reach out and you don't, we don't have time to negotiate that. I will bill you after I'll wait until, you know, if you reached out for 10 minutes here and 15 minutes here and 20 minutes there, you know, then I'll bill you for the total. Got but it. When it gets to like a half hour, an hour. So that's kind of how it works. Sometimes people are, I know it can be really confusing. And then when you're in the moment and you need help and you don't know how everything works, it's like, ah, so yeah. I just wanted to oh, lay it out for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I probably would just like, I probably would want to start with, um, like I said, doing like a, a session, you know, a, appointment. So yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll reach out to you. Um, do I mean, since I have you, can I message you on here or do you still prefer your email? Whatever you want. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. You are welcome. I mean, I'm not sitting here with my calendar right now, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'll just email you. Uh, I'll, I'll email you right now then. Okay. Okay. Sounds good.
Yeah, I mean, the privates, you know, you guys are getting a really good taste of this work, but in the privates, we really get to go a lot deeper and get into the nitty gritty of things, which is very helpful. Okay, Okay. thank you so much. You are welcome. Okay, Sophia, you have another question? Yeah, would I uh, be able to send a screenshot of some of these texts uh, that this guy is sending real quick? To where? To the chat? Yeah. Like, I have some texts that I, I just... Uh, okay, put them in the chat. Trying, I'm second-guessing myself. Yeah, thank you. I'm second-guessing myself if, like, this is him being, like, clingy or, like, love-bombing. Okay, put them in so the chat. The, yeah. The context of this is um, I met him at a church, and... I, I was talking about, oh, yeah, my crib, uh, I need to ratchet it down a little. And and then he's like, oh, yeah, here's my business card because he's a handyman. And he said, I'll clear my schedule when he was texting me. He said, I'll clear my schedule. So I guess he has, like, other work going on. I don't really know what that means. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, no. This is, okay, so just this first part. Mm-hmm. don't cherish his feelings he said he can do it don't say if you're busy what don't do that oh okay <laughs> he's trying to tell um, you he's available he's trying to be accommodating and you're like it's okay you don't need to be accommodating don't do that oh okay i uh, can we yeah. do, I can, your baby's safety is number one just need he said thank of course if you need anything else let me know this sounds good. I don't th- see anything, any red flags on this. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. I always see red flags in everybody, and I'm like, I never trust myself. <clears throat> but, like, I thought when he said, I'll make sure to clear my schedule, like, I thought he meant that, like, he had other plans at noon. And I was like, well, like, if you're busy. But, like, I'll definitely keep a note that I, if somebody offers me something that i'll just i'll take them up on it yes please try to receive please try to receive mm, thank you isn't it crazy we have to work on receiving yeah <laughs> i'm such a giver that it's hard for me to like accept people. yes and a yeah. lot of us were trained that that's what our approval that's what our the love we would receive was based on that how much we could give, what we could do for another person. But real love, true love is given freely and openly because we live in a universe of caring, kind people. Not everyone is like that, but there are people who are like that, okay? So you don't have to do anything to earn his love. Women are lovable. We're like flowers, Mm -hmm. right? Men are like bricks. Women need to feel good to do good. Men need to do good to feel good. So you're a woman. You don't you just need to feel good. You just need to exist and be your beautiful flower self and yeah. receive. Yeah. That's okay. like a somebody told me like if you get a diamond, you don't expect the diamond to like sing and dance for you like the diamond is the gift and like we we women are the diamond. Exactly. Exactly. Very good metaphor. <laughs> Okay, good. I'm glad we um we uh nipped that in the bud. Okay. Okay, Cindy.
Um, kind of just to follow up on yes. Sophie's uh, point, um, is it, you know, is it okay to like receive help from guys that offer it, but you're not like attracted to it? it, it I don't know. Is that like going to give mixed signals? No, I mean, I want, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I usually say no. It depends. I usually if a guy's say giving you a Porsche, yeah, he might expect to spend some time with you. Oh, yeah, no, nothing like that. But, <laughs> but um, you know, if a guy's just opening a door for you or wants to take you to dinner <laughs> or, you know, even <laughs> this guy who, even if, um, even if Sophia doesn't end up being interested in the guy who wants to build her crib or fix her crib, still good practice for Sophia to be receiving from this guy. So mm -hmm. yes, you don't always know if you're interested right away. Right. So well, go I ahead. guess, I guess my question is like, if you know, you're not interested, okay, but you're, give me the you're, example, you're, give me the example. But I don't have a specific example off the top of my head, but, um, it's just like if they're going out of their way to help you with something, um, but you see them as like not romantically, like just as a friend or something. Um, I I I always default to just saying like no, thank you. Um, it's okay. I I can do it. But okay. I no, don't do that. I want you to try to receive, and I want okay. all you girls in here to try practicing more receiving. You can receive gracefully from a man without leading him on. Remember, men need to do good to feel good. So he's going to get something out of doing something for you, even if you don't have intercourse with him. You understand? Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't want to give mixed signals. But it, of it's, course it's, you don't want to give mixed signals. And don't, please don't give mixed signals. Please don't lead men on. A lot of women are trained to just like try to rope in as many men as possible um, and then decide. So don't do that. But if a man's offering to help you receive it. I was once with my mentor, Pat, in a Kinko's, which does not even exist anymore now. It's called FedEx. But we were in a Kinko's and she we, she was going to use this. The She's older, but she was going to use the self the self Xerox machine. Right. But she couldn't figure it out. Mm -hmm. And, um, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't jumping in to figure it out for her either. And so she got the guys at the Kinko's who were supposed to be helping the customers who were in line behind the counter. She got those guys at the Kinko's to help her with her self copy. And it was really interesting to watch but they happily did this and there was no sexual energy about it at all because she's, like I said, in her 80s. At the time, maybe she was in her late 70s, but still, these were guys in their 20s, whatever. They're working at Kinko's. <clears throat> but she is so good at inhabiting her feminine energy that the men who work there subconsciously, unconsciously, maybe consciously could see the value in helping her. So like I said, men get something out of holding the door for you. They get something out of helping you. Now those men in that Kinko's that day, they could they could feel when they do good, they feel good. They could feel good. They could feel respected because they had helped an old lady in a Kinko's. Yeah. Pat's a PhD. With, I don't know if she could was putting on an act or she really couldn't figure out the, the Xerox. I really don't know. 
but that was how that went down, you know? So it's okay to receive. It's okay. If somebody wants to help you, yes, say yes. Don't always say no, no, no. I'm, I'm okay. I'm fine. You don't need to say that. Right. But, but if, you suspect that they might be romantically interested in you and that's why they're helping, excuse me, that's why they're offering. Um, But you do need the help. Like what would you do? Take the help. Take the help. But you know, you're not romantically interested. That's okay. Take the help. Okay. Okay. I just don't, I don't know. And then be okay. After he helps you move all your furniture into your new apartment, be okay. When he says, how do you feel about having dinner with me? Say, actually, I don't want to lead you on, you know, but I, I've really enjoyed spending time with you, but I don't want to lead you on. I don't think I have the feelings that I would need to pursue a romantic relationship with you. But you know me, I th- I believe in duty dating. So I would say, go on three dates with the guy and then see how you feel. Because I've had just so many clients, and myself included, think there was no chemistry, think nothing was happening, still went on the dates, still told the guy there was no chemistry, and then suddenly they kissed or they talked about a work thing or whatever it was, they were together again, and it shifted. So especially for women, sometimes the chemistry can build a little bit. Um, the great thing about duty dating is you practice your feminine skills and you, when you're not under stress, when you're not in the throes of a crush and you can't even think straight, right? Yeah. You're not that interested. You can go on the duty date and practice receiving. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're not, a lot of us women have been conned into believing that we owe men sex, that we owe men something if they're nice to us. Right. And sometimes, I mean, it depends, but some, sometimes you run into people who get upset if you say no. Oh, yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. But women own the word no. And we don't cherish men's feelings here, not unless they're puking <laughs> or bleeding. So if he gets upset, that's okay. He could be upset. You understand? Yeah. yeah, I gotta, I gotta get used to people being upset with me because that's a childhood wound. That yes, I... that's the people pleasing. People yeah. pleasing isn't really about pleasing others, but about not upsetting other people. Oh yeah, for sure. So, okay, good. Well, we've identified a couple, uh, a couple areas for of work for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah, I think I think practicing those things is going to be good, actually, for all the women here. We have a little theme going tonight. Oh, yeah. Someone said they saw Pat Allen on TV. Yeah. Yeah, probably. She's been on um, Millionaire Matchmaker. She's been on Shaws of Sunset. She's been interviewed a number of times. Okay, Raul. Hi, Raul. Can you hear me? You have your hand up? Yeah. I just wanted to let you know that everything you said about guys is absolutely true. (laughs) (laughs) That, um, I mean, you know, uh, 
we get a kick out of just helping. And yes, I mean, there are, there's always sometimes the hope that it might lead to something more, but it doesn't necessarily mean that a guy will be pushy about it. You know, it's just like any interaction that we have with the opposite sex. There's always like uh, a glint of a hope, maybe, you know, that they'll be, that they'll find, you know, that they'll find us interesting as much as we find them interesting. So, but, you know, we also know that women don't necessarily respond to everything, you know, and so if they decline, then we move on. Right. We're mysterious creatures, right? And we're we're changeable, (laughs) we're moody, you know, never know if we're coming or going, but that's what it means (laughs) to be a woman, you know? Yeah. Um, We're a little crazy. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I actually have, I actually have a friend that's, you know, I've known her for quite a few years and, and she likes the idea that, you know, I'm around to help her with, with little things here and there. Um, But she made it clear from the very beginning that she had absolutely no romantic interest in me whatsoever. And uh, I said, okay, you know, we we will just remain friends. And that's, we've been friends ever since. Nice. Right. She told you that you could have, you could have, you can accept it or reject it. Right. It's right. So So, you don't want to get in a situation, ladies, where just because a man thinks you owe him for being nice, that you give in. Right. And that's, that's what happens on date rape. That's when we go out with men that we know, and maybe we even like, and then they want more than we're willing to give. And they, when you, when we say no, they say, well, you have to do something for me, right? You have to put me out of my misery. And I work with women in their forties and fifties who are still dealing with how to say no to men who do that. So this is stuff that a lot of us women have been trained to do, um, and it's really important that, like I said at the very beginning of this meetup, um, that we don't do things that we don't want to do, especially as women. Okay. Because yeah, and and, and it, like you said, it doesn't take very long to find a bad actor. You know, like when you when you know when the guy's is only motivated by you know a return when he wants something return. You can spot that right away. Yes. They show their true colors really quickly. And when you know this work and you can see some of the games and, you know, we like I said, we go into it deeper in module one. But when you see, you know, some of the games and some of the things, you start to see the tricks. I mean, you can, my clients, after they've been with me for a little, you know, you spot it really fast. You can spot it in just, you know, a couple of transactions. So thank you for adding that, Raul. No problem. Okay, well, if nobody else has any more questions, I am going to wrap it up. I hope you guys all have a great holiday. Um, You will be seeing me again, of course. Holidays can be triggering. Um, I don't recommend breaking up during holidays. I think I said that last week, but I just want to reiterate that. Um, And if I don't hear from you in the intervening time, then I'll see you in the new year. Have a great night, guys. You're welcome.